What's good, family? What's good? Wait a couple more minutes, man. Get some more people in here. Might be Dolo today. <clears throat> D-Butt had to handle some stuff, but he might jump in later. So we're going to have a good a good convo, good convo, good dialogue. Got some shit to talk about. Um, obviously, training camp starting. Um, so we're going to tap into that, tap into some some um, TB12, Julio Jones down there in Tampa Bay. We're going to talk about some of that. We're going to talk about Kyler Murray, um, Arizona Cardinals, New Deal, um, some language in that deal. Want to see how y'all feel about that. Definitely going to get my thoughts on that. Um, man, what, what else we got? Uh, I think we're going to break down the AFC South division our coach are in. Um, pretty picture for our coach as well. Um, some questions. That was um, asked last, well, on Monday, I wasn't here. So I'm going to tap into some of those questions. Obviously, I uh, want you guys to ask some questions in the, um, in the chat as well. But, but yeah, man, we'll have us a good one, a good show. Like I said, D-Buck might jump in um, in here later. He might not. Um, but, yeah, catch y'all on the other side. Yo, what it do, baby? <clears throat> First off, man, appreciate all the um the birthday wishes. Um, appreciate that, man. Turned the big three eight yesterday. Um, good day, good chill day, chill day with the fam. Um, had a good time. So um, so so appreciate that. Bottom boy, man, we're gonna get to that. Um, curious to hear my take on um on the home homework clause and Kyler's contract. Uh, we definitely gonna get to that. That's um that's crazy to me, but um, but you know, to each his own. Everybody gotta do what they gotta do. Um, I think how we gonna jump off today is um straight to. I think we gonna jump straight into the Kyler the Kyler Murray situation. Um, Kyler Murray's massive contract include studying clause right uh <laughs> when i see when i seen this like i was i was baffled like it it, it took me by surprise that a team <clears throat> has to even put this in a contract especially a contract where they're paying the type of money that they're paying um and and for me and I was just kind of talking to, you know, our producer tone about it. Like every position I feel as though on the football field has to watch film, right? Um, safeties, corners, linebackers, the front, to my O-line, D-line, receivers, running backs, everybody has, has to watch film. For one, that's 
I would think that's something that's that goes unsaid. Um, obviously, it's a situation where you can watch too much film, where you're thinking too much on the field. Um, so you got to find that happy medium. Um, and some guys that say, hey, you know, obviously this game is, is this game of instinct. So you just want to go out there. You want to react. You want to play. But once you get to that level, the level that, you know, the, at the pro level, you got to know tendencies. You got to know different formations. You got to know, um, you know, this receiver is not supposed to be lined up here. And I can only know that if I watch film. I know that, you know, in certain areas of the field, uh, this offense likes to do this. Um, in the red zone, they like to do, do this. Third down, they like to do this. So that's tendencies. That's watching film. That's that's all of that stuff. And at the quarterback position, and I, I can't fathom a quarterback not watching film. Like, that's – like, I, I get as far as, you know, like I said, not watching too much film, but at quarterback, you got to know – everything you you are the coach on the field like you you got to know where you know safety rotation um the linebackers are shifted what these defenses like to do in certain certain down and distances second and short second and long third and short third and long are they gonna go in are they gonna drop back in the zone are they gonna drop are they gonna send pressure and you i feel like you can't just depend on going into the the, the meet rooms during the week coaches giving you information and that's it. Like you gotta, you gotta do work at home. And um, and if I was the GM and I knew that, like it would be hard for me to. I'm not gonna say give because obviously he's worked for it. It would be hard for me to um negotiate that deal. Me knowing that obviously this came out late, so a lot you know behind the scenes, you know a lot of things go goes on, but. I can't, I can't fathom that. Um, and, and four hours a week is not a lot of time <laughs> watching film either. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's even another, like, an eye-opener. Like, you only asking to watch, tell your quarterback or ask your quarterback to watch four hours of film? Like, I know guys that will watch half of that, you know, in one day. Like, on a, on a Monday or a Tuesday on a day off, I know guys that can get four hours of film in before starting a week off on Wednesday. So even the four hours, that's not a lot of that's not a lot of time of really, you know, watching film. And for for the listeners or and the viewers that don't know, you know, now the game has changed. Where I first came in, we had to go to the video guy and tell him like, hey, I need a DVD of this, a third down, a first down. I need all game, game film on DVD. Now, you know, you have iPads. So literally, I can be at home thinking of something like, oh, man, I wish like I want to see um, if we're playing New England. I want to see all of Gronk's routes. Right. I can literally pick up my phone, text the video guy. Hey, I need all of Gronk's routes over 10 yards. Right. And within 30 minutes to an hour, I can look at my iPad and have all of that. Right. So I could watch my iPad. You know, sitting down on the couch, going to the bathroom. Um, if I'm driving somewhere and somebody else is driving, like it's all these times I could be watching this film. So again, that's the four hours is not that that month that not that not that much. So again, for me, man, I would love to see, you know, the maturation process for him. 
because he is a good player. You can tell he's very athletic. He has those instincts. He makes plays. So just imagine um, him going that extra that extra mile of watching film, um, what that could do not only for his game, but that what it could do for that team. Um, as we've seen and we talked about it, you know, the past two years where the the the, the, the Cardinals start off hot, start off hot, but eventually they 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 cool down. And, you know, once, you know, get towards the end of the season, second half of the season, you know, it gets tougher because teams do know your tendencies. Like you have, they have more film on you. They can break down more film. So now that's when it gets tougher. That's when you have to realize that, okay, teams are going to try to switch things up and do things differently to attack us. And as a quarterback, you got to know that. You got to be able to see that. Hey, nah, stop. We're going to do this. We You know, Peyton was a, was a king at that. Okay, I, they look like they're coming here, so I'm going to, I'm going to shift my line this way and I'm going to, you know, do something else as far as a route tree. So, man, we're going to see. We're going to see. Um, right. And I, and I wish I had my guy D. Butt up here because I know he was on Pat McAfee's show the other day and he was talking about optics versus results. Um, and, you know, I, 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 I agree. I disagree with that 100%. Well, I don't disagree with the optics versus results, but in this situation, Nah, my brother, I need my guy <laughs> that I'm paying X amount of millions of dollars a year, um, the leader of my team, the, the the leader of this franchise, my franchise quarterback. I need way more out of him in the building and out of the building. That's just like my two cents right there. But um, that, I mean, that's a good – like he was saying, if they're – if they were only going to pull four hours, they should have left without the contract for real. Like that's that's my that's my thing. Like you asking you asking this man to only watch four hours of film, like that's uh that's OD. That's OD. <laughs> um my man Bottom Boy said right in the keep. I watch at least half that weekly for for fantasy football. Um, but that's important, man. I don't wanna and like I said, I don't want to be the dead horse, but that's 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 some that's concerning. That's concerning. You know what I mean? Like that's that's part of it. That's that's part of the game. And again, I've known some guys that's able to go out there and not watch a ton of film, but they watch some film and go out there and, pro- and produce at a at a uh, at a high level. But it's different positions, and I don't want to take a knock at any position. Um, on the field because like I said earlier every I feel as though every everybody on the field needs to watch film they need to know what's going on um with their opponents you know and I would say if it had to be a position that didn't have to watch as much film and I don't want to you know I don't want nobody to the 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 jump on me you know when I say this but I would probably have to say D line but D line the D lineman I play with watch watch film, watch a lot of film. Um have to know what type of, you know, type of sets the offense come out in. Okay, this is this is heavy run, or this is heavy trap, or this is heavy power. You know what I mean? Like knowing knowing those type of situations, or if they come in, if they come out this um particular formation, um, this is a heavy pass formation. So now as the, the 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 head D lineman, I can talk to my guy and say, "Hey, now we about to 
um, draw up, uh, you know, some pass rushes or whatever the case may be, because it is heavy run, you know. So, again, no knock on D lineman, but if it was, you know, one position on the field, I would probably say, say that, you know what I mean? Say that position. Um, but it's, 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 that's, that's OD. That's OD to me. Um, and again, man, if I was a, a teammate, I would have a, a huge problem with that uh, as my quarterback, you know. But but again, we definitely going to see, man. We wish I, I, I definitely wish them the best. See what the Cardinals going to do this year. Um, you know, we talked about that division. Um, you know, I think it was uh, last week, and how we kind of see them, how many games we see them winning, where we see them faring off in that division. But we definitely going to see, man. It's going to be uh, interesting. Um, interesting season for sure. We gonna um, keep this thing football. <laughs> we got um a lot of anonymous defensive play callers coming out with some foolish comments um here lately. Um, whoever first you know it was Lamar Jackson. Um, he could have, I guess, the, 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 the anonymous defensive coordinator saying he could be NFL MVP 12 times, but regardless, in his, in his mind, he wouldn't, Lamar Jackson would not be a number one, uh, quarterback. Interesting. So now we have another anonymous, uh, defensive play caller, um, that said, if you take his first read away, what does he do? He runs, he scrambles, and he plays street ball. So I <laughs> I don't know. Um I, first of all, I would love to, to know who this defensive play caller is. I would love to see how his his defenses um has ranked, um, how long he's been in the league. But for for a defensive call, a defensive play caller to come out. Um, and say that we've seen what Patrick Mahomes um, has done is, is is crazy, right? And I always believe like this game is, is in, the game of NFL has been here for a long, long time. And a lot of a lot of people get stuck in their ways about how the game should be played, right? Obviously, we talked about the quarterback position, right? The quarterback position has changed dramatically, right? From a typical white white guy standing in the pocket. And caught in, in in doing what he does, right? Slowly but surely, that started to change. Uh, when you got the African American quarterbacks, you know, coming into the and playing that position, um, mostly more mobile than your their counterparts. So now it's like, okay, you got you got a guy, Patrick Mahomes, comes in, takes the the league by storm. He does he does a lot of a lot of great things. And if you watch film, you can tell he's just different at the position than some other guys, you know what I mean? Um, and you can get the job done, you know, different ways. But for him to say, you know, after his first read, like, I don't I don't agree with that. I think it's BS. Um, and I think it's BS that they're coming out and they're saying, you know, hey, this is off the record, you know, keep my name out of it. And even if he does, <clears throat> um, you know, after his first read, you know, he scrambles like a lot of cool. Well, a lot of quarterbacks do that. You know, a lot of quarterbacks do that. Brett Favre did it. You know, after that first read, you know, if the rush is on you, hey, I'm going 
I'm going to make a play and I'm going to make it happen. And I think a lot of offenses would love to have a quarterback that would be able to be able to do that. Um, it's, 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 it's crazy. Um, y'all give me my, y'all give me some thoughts on how y'all feel about, um, the Pat Mahomes, um, comment and how y'all feel on that. <laughs> Josh Allen does it for sure. Um, it's a lot of guys, a lot of guys that do it. Static twelve seventeen. A B, am I wrong for thinking that Kyle's attitude and or lack of passion for the game is one of the reasons why Life is Joe has yet to return to the Arizona Cardinals? I don't want to make any um assumptions. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm I don't I have no idea what's going on with the with the live fits. I know he's uh for life for there, the Arizona Cardinals. Um but again, you know, you 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 can think what you want, and uh, but Kyla, and again, I, I don't know if it's if it's lack of passion for the game because again, all we can go off of is what people are saying, and the one thing that you know, I guess that's that kind of stamped it is you know the four hours in the new contract saying that that you know that was mandated, but I'm not gonna say he doesn't have passion for the game. Um, you know, goes out there plays hard, he plays well. Um, so I can't really put the two and two together, but hey, who knows? G.I. <laughs> Joe, I guess he said, uh, Fitz is 38. That's probably, <laughs> uh, that's probably why. So, uh, off the rail tone and gems, Aaron Rodgers gets praised for his backyard football style all the time. Hey, you need that. Like, you you need a quarterback that could improvise. You know, when it breaks down, to be able to, you know, scramble around, receivers get open for him, um, and he's able to make that throw. You know, you see a lot of times where quarterbacks, they're not able to do that. We have a lot of great quarterbacks that play this game that – it wasn't one of their strong, strong, strong skill sets to be able to get out of that pocket, um, you know, prolong the play uh, to be able to get the ball down the field. So, again, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hating this anonymous, um, anonymous, anonymous thing that's going that's hot right now. Um, if you're gonna make a comment like that, you know, make sure you stand on it, you know. And I, I respect it so much more, you know, if you can make a comment. And then you can, you know, come out and you can give a real, uh, a logical um, breakdown, um, an explanation of why you, why you think that. I think, you know, you might be able to, um, you know, make some good points. Who knows? You know, I don't think you, I don't think you'll be able to make too many good points, but who knows? Um, but Ace Boogie, think, you know, said the same thing. 38 has more to do with it. Then Kyle, I think, um, and they don't have a shot at a ring. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, everybody got a little shot, but we're going to see. Nakaya TV, hope I said that right. Yeah, what's up with these dudes hiding their face? Hey, man, it's, it's happens more times than you, than you would think, even in the building. But, um, we are definitely going to see 
from Brad Richardson at AB. Pat Mahomes is just butt hurt after the Chiefs traded away Tyreek Hill. Shit, I would be butt hurt too <laughs> if uh, if you traded away one of the best receivers in the game. Um, so I mean, I it's not wrong with him feeling any type of way about that. I would I would feel the same type of way, but you know, I I honestly think that the uh, the Chiefs are going to be obviously they're going to miss Tyreek Hill because you know just that speed and what he's able to present, um, and the problems that he's able to present to to the, the opposing defenses. You know, the Chiefs are going to miss that. Pat Mahomes is going to miss that. Travis Kelsey is going to miss that just because of what the other de- what the defense had to do, which help Travis Kelsey, help the other guys around him. So he definitely, they're definitely going to miss that. But I feel as though with the skill set that Pat Mahomes has, uh, you got Andy Reid, you got Eric B. Enemy over there. Um, you got guys that's been in the game for a long time calling the plays. I think, I think, I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be okay. I think the offense may, may look a little different. Um, you know, Juju's going to come in. He's going to play a different role than what Tyreek, uh, Tyreek Hill did, but I think they'll be, they'll be all right. I think they'll be all right. I think uh, Miami, they got some weapons over there. So, um, for tour, Jalen Waddle, um, Tyreek Hill, um, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, Tyreek Hill goes over to Miami and produces over there too. But definitely going to see. We are going to see. What's Zach talking about? <laughs> all over TB12. This is from Zach. Although TB12 decided to go to AZ instead of Tampa Bay, you better believe Fitz will still be out there. Um, Fitz is my guy. Fitz is my guy. Um, I would say maybe just just hypothetical. This is just me speaking. I wasn't in the building. Um, I think it had more so to do with you know D Hop coming. Um, you had Kirk, you had AJ Green. Um, I think it was more so to do with just the the guys that they brought in. I don't think it had you know um, much to do with Kyler. You know, it was just, you know, I think, what, Fitz was probably at year 16, 17. Um, as we all know, this game takes a toll on you. So, obviously, I think it was a situation where, you know, they was going to let Fitz figure it out how Fitz wanted to figure it out. But I think it had more to do with D-Hop coming over. You got A.J. Green. You got Kirk. Um, you're going to put so many receivers out there on the field. So, I think that's what. But, again, who knows? I'm not. I'm not in the situation. Got some good questions here um, from G.I. Joe. How would you stop the speed of the Miami offense? For one thing, you got to be as a defensive coordinator. I can't go in the, I can't go into that week thinking that I'm going to stop the speed of the Miami offense 100%. Like, that's the first, first thing first. Like, now slow it down. Yes, but stop it. That's going to be tough. Um, <clears throat> I think for me, it will be 
um, really trying to get hands on at the line um, with coverage behind it, right? And I think a lot of times where you saw teams mess up, well, when you see teams mess up is that when you try to go against, like go man-to-man against a, a lot of that speed, like that is tough. Um, especially when you have guys with this type of speed that, you know, Tyreek has, uh, Jalen Waddle has, like, you know, those guys going to run a court, they're going to run away from you. Um, and as DBs, you know, we're not really going in and out of the game, you know? So you take, you take some out on the nine route, you bring it back you put them on a post. Um, eventually that's going, that's going, um, that's going to wear on you. So that I have two guys, um, like that, I would say, you know, you get up and get up, get up in their face, uh, try to reroute them, try to throw that timing off, and then also have a umbrella um, behind that. Play some cover two. Um, you know, cover four could be tough, and um, I'm against some speedy receivers just because that sometimes, just depending on what the route combinations are, you're gonna leave that corner by himself. Um, when I was in um, San Fran. Um, Shout out to Coach of Vic Fangio, man. He was a smart, smart, very smart guy. We should um, call. We should play this covers called Pounder, and really, what it was, it was, you know, um, a variation of Cover Four. But the safeties we would have eyes on, it would it would change weekly. It could be the inside receiver, the outside receiver. So with um. With Tyreek and, and Jalen, you know, sometimes you put them on the same side, you have to have that backside safety come back. You know what I mean? So it's a lot of different things that you could kind of draw, but never in my mind I would go in the game as a defensive coordinator say, hey, I'm going to stop these guys this week. Um, I think you'll be doing yourself a disservice and your defense a disservice, but saying that, hey, this is what we're going to do to slow these guys down, um, to kind of throw them off their marks and try to throw the timing off, I think you would be better fit um, thinking that way. <laughs> um let's show let's uh let's 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 we're gonna, st- we're gonna stick to this football stuff man um and something that you know we kind of talking about right now as far as tb12 but um julio jones the buck side <clears throat> the wide receiver julio jones to a one-year deal uh worth six million um first off man definitely i want to hear y'all y'all thoughts on um first julio jones like can he uh have this uh spectacular season or um are we are we you know really gonna see you know kind of what we saw in in, in tennessee with him um are we gonna get the atlanta falcons uh julio jones now that he's teamed up with um tom brady you know you got uh mike evans um and company over there um in tampa bay definitely put your comments in the um, comment section. But for me, um, I think it's a good pickup. I think it's a great pickup. Um, him teaming up with, 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 with Tom. Um, and then obviously with the, with the other receivers that they have on that on, on Tampa Bay, I think it's a great pickup because I feel as though now you're not asking Julio to actually go out there and be the Julio Jones, um, of the Atlanta Falcons. I think, you know, I think he's going on year 12. Um, and I just don't think that Julio is there anymore. I think he has a lot left in his tank. I think he can 
produce um produce a lot of um he could be very productive on the field um and then again just like with him being with tb12 i think it's just um a a, a good a good marriage per se um to bring him in and uh, i think it's gonna be it's gonna be very exciting over there very exciting and again as ace boogie just mentioned like julio jones as a number three receiver it's crazy. I don't think I ever would have <laughs> would have thought like as Julio Jones playing that he would be considered the number three. Um because again, like now the defensive coordinator, like you you stuck. Like um am I gonna put my third my third best corner on Julio Jones? Um are we gonna play zone? Now, you know, Tom Brady, he's gonna pick a zone apart. Um from there, you know, we got veteran receivers, so they know how to sit in the holes, um, sitting up the open spots, you can play, man, you got Mike Evans on the outside. You got, was Julio playing on the inside? Like, you know, it's, it's so many crazy um, combinations that you can have um, for these guys to be successful. And it's, uh, it's going to be very interesting um, when this, uh, when this thing happens. Hold on one second. One second, one second. There we go. But um, what's y'all thoughts on that? What y'all think? Uh, what y'all think Julio gonna do in um in uh in Tampa Bay? What's your predictions? How many catches? How many yards? Um, does he get over five hundred yards? Uh, what it look like? <clears throat> Good question. But bottom boy, how do you cover those big body guys like Julio and Mike Evans? Um, it's tough. It's tough. You know, as a, as a smaller safety, when I first came in the league, you know, I was asked to, and those guys are built like, built like tight end. So when it was, um, when I was in Indy early in my career, I was that guy that, you know, the safety that was going to come down and cover any man to man coverages. I was coming down and I was covering the tight end. So, you know, um, Gronk, Tony Gonzalez, um, Algie Crumpler, like it was, it was some big, big body guys. And the tough thing for me, five, five, 11, um, 200 pounds is getting around the guys and their catch radius is so, so wide. It's tough to, 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 to match that. So really, man, with Julio and Mike, you know, if it's a, like a jump ball, man, you gotta, you gotta time it right. You gotta fight through the arms, fight through the hands. Um, you know, if you're playing that off coverage, make sure you're getting those good breaks, breaking them the ball. But uh, but it's tough. It's tough to um to guard guys like that. That's why you you know you always hear about um these scary matchups. Like, you know, if you got a Mike Evans on a on a on a nickelback or a corner, uh, that's a it could be a nightmare, but you know, that's why the cornerbacks and the DBs, that's why they're getting paid those big bucks right now. So it's tough, man. It's tough to 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 guard a big body guy it's not a really um how can you you just gotta go do it gotta go do it tone said julio get 30 catches 350 yards damn tone good <laughs> what like two catches a game almost um 
the bottom boy. Feels like it's not much a stretch to say that Julio will catch his most TDs in a single season. I see that. G.I. Joe, nine touchdowns, 450 yards, 50 catches. Okay, okay. Mark Dupree, I still don't think any DC is going to disregard Julio. You'll be a fool if you do. Um, S.J. Mason, I think Julio will play inside and work the middle of the field like Gronk did. They don't need him to be ATL Julio, but he will be that go-to for short yardage, goal line, et cetera. Um, when, and then when everybody gets healthy, I think that's just it's going to be scary. Um, you just don't know. You got to pick your poison. You got to pick your poison. Um, I definitely see him, you know, working on the inside. Again, he's a vet, a savvy vet. So if it is on, he can read the coverages. Um, single high, uh, two high. Uh, should I split the safety? Do I got to sit down? So he's, he, he, you know, once he gets with TB12 um, and they kind of get, you know, through all the intricacies or whatever as far as the offense, I think he's going to be a good fit for him, a great fit for him. Ace Buggy, man, I, I'm with you. I think um, I think he goes over 500 yards for sure as well. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> like Asante said, it's time, Brady. It is time, man, you know. Mikey Richardson said under 500. But we're going to see. We're going to see. Um, we're definitely going to see, but it's definitely a good pickup. Um, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, one of the, I think the team that I have, um, in that division, uh, winning this year, you know, uh, Atlanta looking, looking tough. That could be a good pick for a uh, good, good place for Jimmy G. Um, Carolina, you know, they got their quarterback situation. So we're going to see who's able to win that battle, um, down here in Carolina, I think New Orleans. They have a good situation out there, so I think uh, the New Orleans Saints, man, could give the Bucks a run for their money, but I do have the Bucks winning that division. But we definitely going to see. Um, it's going to be a good good, good marriage for, for the two. Mm-mm-mm. Sticking with this good old football, uh, we're going to tap into – my um our old squad the afc south the afc south man so they got the coach favorites right now um at a negative 115 tennessee titans um plus 160 jacksonville jaguars plus 750 um houston texas plus uh 2500 if you are better go go ahead and put your Put a little bit of cash on the Houston, Texas, man, so you get them odds. Um, and as we, you know, they got the, the Colts as the favorites, man. We're going to start off with them, the over-under with the wins. Um, nine and a half. Um, I got the Colts over that. I think uh, bringing in Matt Ryan, I think Matt Ryan wins two games for the Colts. Uh, what do I mean by winning two games um just being that savvy vet right um just as just as important it is to making the right throws um throwing those touchdowns um is equally important for you not to make those those bonehead throws right so when it's time to throw the ball in the dirt um throw the ball in the ground or throw the ball out of bounds 
um, throw it to your check down. That's very important. You know, um, being that savvy vet where, again, watching that film, um, okay, I've seen this. Uh, they're going to try to send this pressure here. Hey, look, I'm going to slide the line this way. I'm going to check out of this play. Um, instead of uh, run left, I'm running right. You know, just small things like that. And I think that's what Matt Ryan is going to bring to this to this team and to this offense. And within that, I think that helps the coach um, win a game or two. Where last year, I just feel like that at that position, um, some plays were made, some plays were left out on the field that, that in the, at the end of the day hurt that team. Not putting the full blame on them, but I think, um, again, this was an upgrade at this position. I think Matt Ryan will uh, win a game or two for the coach. So I definitely have more um, the over on the nine and a half wins uh, for the coach. Man, I got allergies kicking my butt right now. Um, <laughs> uh, Mikey Richardson said no left-hand interceptions. Uh, Zach, Matt Ryan's value is just six inches between his ears. For sure, for sure. Um, Ryan is good for a very bonehead play, a few games a season, but not consistently. I mean – I think we can all – I can agree with that, Nakiba, you know. Um, but, again, I think we all can see some 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 plays that, you know, we kind of look in our head and be like, man, why did why did he do that, you know. But for the most part, I think that's – he's going to be all right. He's going to be all right. Um, stats, Matt, calling it now, Nick Cross. For offensive rookie of the year, man, if he can come in, he can step up and play big. That would be um, a great thing for the coach, for uh, for for Matt uh, Matt Ryan uh, and the coach. If he can come in and do what he what stats Matt say he's he's going to do. Um, Nick Cross, now nah, Nick Cross, uh, defensive rookie of the year, right? Yeah, me tripping for a minute. Um, next, man, we got the Titans. Um, we got the Titans. Um, next, uh, over under nine and a half. Uh, I got them over as well. Um, I think it, it's, it's going to be obviously. I think it's going to be the Colts and the Titans at the uh, at the top of the division. I got them over nine and a half. Um, not as mean as, as that coach, though, but I think uh, Derrick Henry coming back. Um, we're definitely going to see what happened at that, that quarterback position. Um, I think Ryan Tannehill definitely will be um, the starter. But as the season goes, man, we're going to see, you know, if the young gunner gets 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 his uh, gets his number call or if they can ride with Tannehill for the entire season. But definitely think the Titans um, um over nine and a half. Next up. We got the Jags over under six and a half over for the Jags as well. Um, they got to put it together though. It was a lot of lot of money spent this off season for the Jags. A lot of money spent. We will find out if it was money well spent though. Um, six and a half. Um, they definitely went out there and got um, some weapons for Trevor Lawrence out there um, in Jayville and Duval County. Um, they made some moves on the defensive side of the ball to bring some people in. Um, quiet as kept. I know me and D-Buck, we kind of we talked about this once before. 
Um, this is kind of one of my sleeper teams. Um, again, at the end of the day, they got to bring everything together. Um, they got to go out there on the field and produce. But what they were able to do um, in the offseason uh, through free agency and through the draft, I would say they had one of the um, better offseason, in my in my opinion. But at the end of the day, um, you got to go out there and make it, make it do what it do in the field. So uh, we're going to see, man. Jacksonville, six and a half is over the under, plus 115. I definitely will go over with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Um, we're going to see. New coach will do well, make them competitive. Um, hopefully the guys on the field uh, will make them competitive. But um, obviously we always talk about it. It's all about the culture. Um, so if that, you know, if they can, if they can establish a great culture um, in that locker room, man, um, they have a lot of a lot of young talent over there, so they need they need to pull it pull it together, pull it together, man. Um, I remember this day, seven twenty eight, oh two. AB said the Jaguars, it could be something. Status twelve seventeen seven wins. I would say six wins, but you never know with Duval. You don't, you don't, you don't. Yeah, that's the <clears throat> Bob Lawrence second year, second coach. That's one thing that kind of kind of bothers me. You know, this is kind of, you know, this is a, a year where I would typically say um, players make one of their biggest leaps from year one to year two. You know, year one being able to, you know, get thrown in the mix, get thrown in the fire. You know, you know what's going on. You know what to expect. Um, and, you know, quarterback, it's tough. You know, you're learning. You come in. You know, you come in from college knowing one system. You're coming in as a rookie knowing, uh, learning another complicated system. And then for Trevor Lawrence to have a uh, a second coach his second year, it's kind of like him doing it all over again. So we're going to see. Um, hopefully they can make it um, a situation where he can, uh, he can, he can learn the offense uh, smoothly and he's comfortable by the time the season starts. Um, obviously, you know, as the season progresses, he'll get more comfortable, but, um, I'm not going to count Trevor Lawrence out though. I'm not going to count him out. So, um, let's get some of these questions Some of these questions that y'all ask. Um, I think that we talk about this, um, Nah, favorite training camp moment. Oh, dang. Favorite training camp moment. I think uh, one of mine's, I kind of talked about it. Matter of fact, on a previous show, it was um, one of our trainers had made a bet that he could, he could run. I think it was 10 to 12. Uh, 110s. Obviously, that was, you know, some some years that was our uh, conditioning test. And, you know, obviously, trainers out there, you know, got the water on the sideline, making sure guys are good. Um, and he was like, yeah, man, I, I could do that. Made it back with some players. Some players were with him. Some players was betting against him. But to see him go out there and try that, 
that was probably one of the funniest things uh that i seen in a long time but what it did though you know obviously you know we grinding that's when we had those tour days so you know guys out there putting that work in but what it did it, it did bring uh the morale of the team you know we had all the trainers were out there um the video staff were out there the coaches were out there um and then it got to a point where even the guys that that bet against them you know started cheering them on because he got to a point where we was like yo he, he might be able to do this um you know he 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 spent some time out there work get on getting on the treadmill running trying to get into uh, get into shape but uh that was kind of one of the moments that you know you always not always for most of the time i think for 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 the men and women that's listening that's on the, in the comment section if you play sports um on certain teams you just have that moment where you like damn like we're gonna be all right we're gonna be good and not just because of the talent that you have on the court on the field but it's just like that that camaraderie and just that feel of um trusting you know your teammate and just the feeling that y'all have um and that was kind of the moment for us that year and i want to say that might have been my rookie year too um that was the year we went uh we won the super bowl so Uh, uh, um. Questions in this comment. Did uh, did you ever race Pep? Because apparently he still got it. Pep, who? GI Joe three one seven. You haze or prank anyone, or vice versa. Um, good thing about when I got to the league, man. Cole Dungey was not a fan of um of hazing so um a lot of the things that other teams other rookies have to go through when they um when they uh come into the league we didn't have to do but obviously you know you have your things as rookies and i mean those are well documented of things that you have to do um whether you know buying food every uh away game and bring it on the plane um keeping the snacks in the room um you know little things like that but uh, no hazing, no pranking. You know, I was, I was kind of the same way as a, um, as an old head in the locker room. I'm not going to haze you. I ain't going to prank you. But, you know, it's just some things as rookies, you know, you got to do. You know, you can hold my shoulder pads a couple of times, walking in from practice, um, things of that nature. But not too crazy. Not too crazy. Worst part of training camp is training camp. <laughs> Nah, the whole thing, man. If you ask me, man, throw it away. But now you definitely get some good stuff out of training camp, man. You gotta um get some callus, you know, some calluses on your body, man, just to get ready for the the long stretch of, of what the season is gonna be. Um, you know, the good the good the good things about it about camp, um, and I know you asked the worst part, but the good things when you tie, you in the dorm room, you you chilling with your guys, you playing cards, you laughing, you joking. Um off days, you can go out to the bar you know, have a drink, you know, uh, just talk about, you know, talk about life, talk about how training camp is going. Um, again, that worst part, man, is like you out there, you, you in the heat, you got those pads on, um, you know, you saw your feet hurting, your back hurting, um, and you tired. And then, you know, some days it's like, man, damn, man, I'm just going through the motion. You know what I'm saying? So, um, that training camp, man, it definitely wears on you, but, it's definitely something that you need that definitely gets you ready for the for the season. 
another good question. Um, <clears throat> from Clint Sims, do you think Jesse Bates gets traded before the season? And if so, what teams are good fits for him? Um, I don't think so. I don't think Jesse Bates uh, gets traded before the season. I hope not. Um, he's a uh, one of the top safeties in the league right now. He's somebody that since he needs, um, they have a, a good, good um, core of guys um that they're that they that they've had over there so i hope he doesn't get traded but if he does any team he goes to um is a is a <laughs> would be good for that team he's he's that good um and he's made some some huge plays for the uh for the for the Bengals, man so hopefully he doesn't get traded hopefully they can work that out um and he can get what he what he deserves Um, it's another great question from Bottom Boy. Um, training camp worse as a rookie because you green as grass or vet you old and beat up. <laughs> um, I think it's equal, man. I think it's equal for different reasons. To your point, as a rookie, you have no idea what what to expect. You know, um, you have no idea what to expect. You don't know what you're walking into. Um, it's definitely different than you know college. So again, you all you know is training camp. And you hear the stories or whatever. So, and you really don't know, um, like your your personal schedule. You might know, like, okay, this is what the team schedule is. But as a vet, you kind of know, like, okay, after this meeting, I could go take a nap. Um, on this day, I can kind of chill. This day, I can I can get a, a massage, or whatever the case may be. So, as a rookie, you really don't know those things. Um, so that's where it can be tough for you at. But then, as a vet, knowing that. I, I'm year I'm year nine. Um, I've been in this system for five six years, and not saying it's the right mentality to have, but you know it's just human nature. Like man, I know this stuff, man. Like you know, um, I don't need all of these days to get ready uh, for the season. I don't need all these practices to get ready for a season. So I think mentally, um, it kind of mess with you as a vet as well. Obviously, as you're older, you got more miles on yourself. Um, you know, you don't want to go out there every day, but it's a great question as a rookie or as a vet, um, which is worse. Great question. I really, I probably didn't give you a a, a, a a right answer as far as rookie or vet, but I think both has their um, their thing. We'll get to some more of these questions that y'all asked. Um, Uh, it was a good one right here. Obviously, it's a um, a minute away, but can the Pro Bowl be saved? And the only, I think, the only people that can answer answer that is the guys playing in the Pro Bowl. I don't think the NFL can kind of do anything because for me, I don't want to watch. Like, even though it's fun. I wouldn't want to watch guys going through gauntlets and, and, and shit like that. Like, um, you know, back in the day when they used to have like the fastest man, I like that. I like the, you know, for the, for the big guys, you know, get up under the bench who can get, um, 25 the most. But for me, man, the game is, is the game. Like, um, and the way Sean T sparked it off that year, um, I would love to see that, but I don't think it, I don't think we get back to that. 
Um, so for me, man, I honestly say, first of all, you got to get it back in Hawaii. Um, I know, again, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a money game. So you want to get the most money that you can get. Um, so you want to keep it in the States where more people can get to it in the States. But as a player, it was just something different about going to Hawaii, you know, being able to take your fam to Hawaii, have that vacation aspect of it. You know, it's you and the guys, you chilling. Um, for the fans that want to travel to the to Hawaii to get there, they do that. But then even, you know, the locals in Hawaii being able to watch the game, I just think it was a different feel um, having the game over in Hawaii. That's That would be my first – my first option would was to get the, get the game back to Hawaii. I think guys would be excited to get um, the game back to Hawaii. And then even – just think about just, you know, if, if we try to make this a, like a, a worldwide game, just think about other other places around the world, you know. I mean, that could be an idea, but the, the product has to has to match um, everything else. So if the guys are – if we're we going to play two-hand touch, we might as well throw this thing out in the garbage um, for real, for real. So – yeah, you know, Germany had millions of people wait for tickets. Um, you know, Pro Bowl. I mean, hey, I think that would that would be interesting. You know, you got to think about it. So we we playing games in London. You know, we playing regular season games in London. So just imagine if <clears throat> go to Hawaii, um, like you say, you go to Germany. Like now, you giving the fans, not only the fans, I think the players and their families. Um, will enjoy it as well. You know, now, you know, being able to visit another another country or another place where we probably would have, you know, wouldn't have thought of, you giving that fan base um, some interaction with the guys, I think that would be dope. But at the end of the day, if the game, um, if the guys are going to go out there, and I'm not going to say you're going to go out there and play um, like it's the Super Bowl, but we got to give, you know, the fans and the viewers, something to watch. Got to. Gloves on money. F yeah, Hawaii. They made a Ramsescom movie about the Pro Bowl in Hawaii, Blue Crush. Never heard of that. I might got to check that out. Um,. Yeah, so you know that was that was a good part about it when they have those type of events. Clint Sims says, "I still love Daryl Green smoking the young guys." Um, he probably still could. Got a funny story about Daryl uh, Daryl Green when I was at Howard University. I think I kind of talked about this on this show once before too. He um, he came to Howard University um, and raced one hour. Uh, I think it was like one or two hour fastest guys at the time, and it was <laughs> no contest. I'm like, hey, I think at that point Daryl Green was well in his had to be in his 40s early 40s um still playing but um but yeah that, so those, those were the good things so if you can definitely come out um you know with those events i'm not a fan of you know them playing dodgeball like for me it's like all right well just 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 save that you know what i mean but i hope it can be saved man because i think it's something like the, the players need to be be recognized for for their accomplishments uh through the season throughout the season um 
So we, hopefully they can come up with something. Hopefully somebody else can throw out some some ideas, some great ideas, and and hopefully they stick. Um. Yeah, Marcus. Um, I spoke on the Kyler Murray um situation earlier. Um, in film study clause, I just tap into it one more time. Um, I don't like the clause. Uh, first off, four hours is not a lot of uh, time to be watching film. So to Nakiba's point earlier, if you're going to say four hours, you might as well just keep the clause. Just keep the clause because four hours is not a lot of um, time, especially at the position that he's playing. Um, but, hey, we all here on the podcast talking. I guess we're not the, the people uh, writing, the, writing the contract or signing the contract. But hopefully um, – with this information getting out, it puts a little, you know, fire underneath him, gets him a little bit more, more motivated to watch film because that can improve his play. Um, and at the end of the day, we know you never want to leave this game saying that, you know, I wish I could have done, I wish I would have done. Um, and I really, I truly believe if it stays on this uh, trajectory, that's going to be one of them things for him. It's like, man, if I just would have watched a little bit more film, I could have been this much better at my craft. So that's why I hate, you know, to see um, the situation how it is because I do know how much um, film study can help. You know, look at Tom, look at Peyton, look at, you know, um, you know some of the other greats that uh, that watched the film and how they was able to play so long and they didn't have half of that athletic ability um, that Kyler has. So just um, match those two things up with the natural ability that he has versus – um having the knowledge above the shoulders man that should be crazy um get a couple more of these questions man before we get out here man appreciate y'all tapping in with me <clears throat> my um i got deep butt man had to handle something um so you know he said he was gonna try to tap in later but he wasn't able to so you know just gonna send prayers out uh, one of his former teammates. Um, gonna get some. Hopefully, man, he get some things going for him. But uh, D. But he'll definitely be back on uh, on um, on Monday. <clears throat> Excuse me. Couple questions. Trey Lance, yes or no? Hey, yeah. You know you are uh, drafting him high. Um, obviously, you know the 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 coaches and GM they've seen. Um, Trey in practice, seeing what he's able to do. Um, <clears throat> and if it's time to go with uh, with Trey, this is the time to do it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, Jimmy G. Um, I would say Atlanta or I say Seattle, but I, you know, I'm not sure how uh, San Fran feels about trading uh, Jimmy G to a team uh, within the division. Seattle lost Bobby. Uh, Wagner, obviously, you know, KJ Wright, he was gone last year, but signed a one-year, a one-day deal <clears throat> with Seattle yesterday. The retirement, so salute to him on a great, great, great career. So we're going to see what happened with Jimmy G. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Interesting uh, Panthers question. For all the turnover that the Panthers have at, the QB spot. I still think Bridgewater was the best at that position that they've had, including Baker Mayfield in the past three years. Am I wrong? I mean, it's yet to be seen. Um, Teddy Two Gloves, 
he was good. I, I just don't think he he was what the Panthers had hoped or or wished for or wanted or whatever the case may be. Um, Sam Donald, you know, I was trying to speak um, speak some positive things to Sam Donald, so he got he has to show me something if he's able to win that position um, going to his second year with the with the Panthers. Um, and it's yet to be seen with Baker. Um, you know, we it's, what have you done for me lately? So we can't really go off of what was done at the Cleveland Browns. He's with the Panthers now. So if he gets his shot, we'll see. But, I mean, you're not wrong to say that, uh, honestly. You're not wrong to say that, in my opinion. Um, so I'm going to get a tap into a couple more of these questions, man. As y'all know, um, y'all go tap over to the uh, – uh, brother Pat McAfee show. They uh about to, yeah, they're probably live right now. Um, <clears throat> we'll get one or two more questions, man. Then I'm gonna get up out of here. Who did both of you analyze in the NFL while in high school and college? Uh, man, I was a big uh Ronnie Lott fan, and then um, as time <clears throat> as the time grew, man, you know, uh, Bob Sanders, I, I love to watch his film, I love to watch. Uh, obviously, Sean T. Ed Reed. So it was really for me, you know, watching them safeties, watching them DBs uh, was it for me. Let me get one more, then we'll get out of here. Um, oh, right, right here. <laughs> HBCU love from Mr. Harris. At Mr. Harris, 80, does the Kobe Durant from South Carolina State remind you of any past or current DB in the league, any comps? Um, so I've seen him play a few times. And I know this is a big, big comparison, but I'm going to just talk about, you know, the size, um, you know, the body built and the way they play the game. <clears throat> and that's the honey badger. You know, not, not excessively um, big players, but play hard, play very aggressive. Um you know, being teammates of uh, a time, very, he's very cerebral, um, plays the game above his shoulders as well. He's a playmaker, man. And I think the Kobe Durant um, coming from South Carolina State, um, like I said, he's not a he's not a big, a big guy, but um, he plays hard. He plays physical and he can make plays, man. So I know that's a, um, a huge comp and I hate doing comps like that because I think it do a disservice to the to the young player that we're talking about. And then, you know, kind of downplays. Um, the player we're comparing him to because, hey, Tyron, he's, he's been a dog in this league. So compare uh, a young, unproven uh, rook. But, hey, that's that's who I kind of compared to. Compared to Kobe Durant, to for those reasons. Man, but look, um, I appreciate y'all. This is my first time doing the show dolo, man. Um, you know, this was, this was tougher, obviously, having – uh, my partner, uh, missing today, I guess he was, uh, he paid me back for Monday, but, um, uh, but again, it's all love, man. I appreciate y'all tapping in with, the with the man, man pie as always, um, hit that like button, subscribe, tell a friend and tell a friend, um, have a great, great weekend. Have a great Thursday, Friday, man. Y'all be safe out there. Um, and sure we can get with y'all Monday. We out of here.
Peace. We out.